Pardon is yours abundantly in the name of our compassionate Father and Jesus, who is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Our text for this morning comes from the Old Testament lesson of Isaiah 55. We hear again verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, that he may have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So far, our text. Have you ever been reading the Word of God, and all of a sudden the words jump up off the page and smack you right between the eyes? This last week, as I was preparing for a sermon, these words from Isaiah, they hit me like a cold shot of water. And after that, I had a hard time getting them out of my head. Return to the Lord, that he may have compassion. Our God will abundantly pardon. Do you hear how rich those words are? It's like taking a bite of chocolate that's so rich, so full of flavor, you're not even sure you need a second bite. These words are so rich, you almost just want to stop reading right there. Put your Bible down, walk away for a while, and just savor these few words. I think one of the reasons this text hit me so hard is because I confess to all of you today that lately I have not been so great at confessing to God. And I ask myself, why not? I think I figured out what the hang-up is, though. I think too many of us treat sin like physical pain or sickness. Let me ask it to you this way. When you have a pain, let's say it's a, a lower back pain. You know, you were working out in the garden or you are moving something around your house and all of a sudden the next day you're just stiff and sore. You know what I'm talking about. Do you immediately call the chiropractor, make an appointment, go get adjusted and feel better? Well, if you're anything like me, no way. You tell yourself, I'll give it a few days and see what happens. I don't want to have to go through the hassle of making an appointment, driving across town and all that. Plus, I know once I go in once, the doctor's going to want me to keep coming back. And he's probably right, I probably should, but I don't have time for all that stuff. I'll be fine. Right? How many of you do this? You know who you are. Or think about it this way. How many people out there probably have symptoms of COVID-19? They know they should go get tested and find out, but they've heard how painful a Q-tip up the nose is. They don't have time to quarantine for 14 days, and their symptoms really aren't that unbearable. So rather than going in, they give it a few days, hoping it'll go away by itself. Or maybe for you, it's not physical pain or sickness, but emotional pain. There's a tough conversation that needs to happen, but you don't really want to do it. Maybe it's a boss or a spouse, a coworker, a friend, somebody in your life that has hurt you. You know the only way to fix it is to talk about it, but you also think it's going to be awkward. You don't know how they'll react. Maybe by talking about it, I'll make things worse. So instead, you convince yourself, it's not that big a deal. It's, it's really not that important. Hopefully, if I avoid it, it'll, it won't come up again. You tell yourself just to get over it. Rather than going to the chiropractor and feeling better, rather than just going getting tested so you can get treatment and feel well, Rather than just having the conversation so the relationship can be healed, we deny, we ignore, we avoid, we hope it goes away by itself. And those are all problems by themselves, but this is definitely a huge problem when we do this with our sin. When we start thinking, I don't really need to confess my sins. 
I don't really need to reflect on everything I've done and said. If I just ignore it or pretend like I didn't do it, maybe if I just do a general confession, I don't have to list all the specific ones. Eventually, it will go away. I'll forget about it. It'll be fine. And we end up living in pain, in sickness, and in broken relationships. Now, I'm not talking about back pain. No, much worse. When we ignore our sin, we end up living in the pain of guilt and shame. And I'm not talking about COVID-19 sickness. No, much much worse when we deny our sin, it infects our soul and festers from the inside out. And the broken relationship I'm talking about is our relationship with God because sin separates us from Him. Why do we do this? Why do we try to ignore it, avoid it, deny it, even downplay it, instead of simply going to God and generally confessing it? Why do we keep living in the pain, the sickness, the brokenness of sin, rather than living in the freedom of forgiveness, the newness of being healed, the comfort of a healthy relationship? Well, I think we all know the answer to that, right? We don't like that feeling of admitting our mistakes owning up to our wrongs, confessing our actual sins. I mean, to confess, we failed, we messed up, we sinned. And now we have to say it out loud to God? No thanks. And I guess that would be sort of understandable if we only knew part of who God is. I mean, if we only knew God as a strict, demanding perfection, wrathful towards iniquity God, then yeah, confession would be a terribly scary thing. If our only option was to confess our sins to a God who punishes all who fail to keep His commandments and live according to His statutes, then I totally agree. Let's give it a few days, act like it never happened, see if maybe it'll go away by itself. But that's not all we know about God, is it? Not at all. We read passages like our theme verse for today and realize our God is calling us back to Him. He's ready to show us compassion. He will abundantly pardon. Let me say that one more time. Our God is calling you back to Him. He's ready to show you compassion. He will abundantly pardon you. Those two words, abundantly pardon, those are the words that smack me right between the eyes. God is not stingy with His forgiveness. He isn't hoarding all of his compassion to himself. He will abundantly, as in like generously, lavishly, plentifully, overflowingly pardon our sins. He is extremely compassionate and a loving God who wants us to turn from our wicked ways and return to him. And even if Isaiah 55 were the only verse we had to go off of, It would be enough to reassure us when we come to God and confess our sins, He will forgive us every time for every sin. There's no sin too great or sin too small. There's no sin too often or too rare. Every confession, every time will be heard by our God who calls us to Himself, who has compassion on us, who abundantly pardons And yet we have so much more than even just Isaiah 55, right? We have the rest of the whole Bible. Even more than that, we have the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ. We have the cross and the empty tomb. And all of it points us to the fact that God is the God of Isaiah 55. 
Jesus, who is the Christ, as Peter confesses, is the Son of the living God, the promised Messiah who would save God from people from their sins, the Christ, the anointed one, who is our Savior and our Redeemer. He is God who became man to save mankind. He's the one who knew no sin, but for our sake was made to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. He's the one who was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. With his wounds, we are healed. He's the one who caused us to be born again to a living hope through his resurrection from the dead. Do I need to keep going? Because I could go on and on and on with all the ways the Bible explicitly shows us that Jesus, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, demonstrates the love of God for us through his innocent death and glorious resurrection. In the manger, surrounded by Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. In Galilee and Canaan along the Jordan among the crowds. In Jerusalem, riding through a parade on a donkey. In an upper room with 12 friends. In a dark garden with soldiers. Upon a bloody cross in agony. In a borrowed tomb sealed shut in an open tomb that's empty, in a room behind locked doors, in all these places where we see Jesus, we see the grace, the mercy, the compassion, the love of God. And we see it abundantly. And this is the God we get to confess to. Our God who has already won our forgiveness for us. Our God who's already sacrificed His Son to make pardon possible for us. Our God who has shown us the unimaginable depths of His love and mercy. Our God who promises to abundantly pardon. Knowing this, knowing who our God is and seeing how much He loves us and how far He went to forgive us, why would we ever hesitate to confess? Why would we rather keep living in the pain, the sickness, the brokenness of sin rather than just turn from our wicked way, go running back to God who's shown us how much He loves us, confess to Him and receive His compassion, receive His abundant pardon for all our sins. I'm hoping today you're ready to do just that. Because I know I am. I am ready to fully and honestly confess every wrong and then be fully and abundantly pardoned for all those sins. I'm ready to let the forgiveness of Christ wash over me, heal me, cleanse me, remove all guilt and shame from me. Are you? I intentionally moved confession today to be after the sermon. And we're going to do confession a little different. Rather than just speaking the words of confession together and generally admitting that, yeah, we have some sins, instead today, Pastor Tim's going to ask you if you confess to your specific sins. And then after each question, together we will speak words of confession. And then there will be about 10 seconds of silence for reflection. I want you to use this time of reflection to really think about your life. Maybe for the past week or past month or longer if need be. And I want you to be generally and honest in the way you think about all the specific ways you have failed to live according to the will of God. All the mistakes, all the wrongs, all the failures, all the letdowns, every single sin. And rather than trying to downplay them as not a big deal, 
or deny them or avoid them or ignore them. Just admit them. Confess them. Turn from your sinful ways and return back to God. Heartily repent of every sin, no matter how big or small, no matter how frequent or rare. Confess them all. Get them all out and give every one of them to Jesus. And as you do this, look to the cross. Look to the cross and remember the Son of the living God. He's already died for those sins. He's already won the forgiveness for every one of those sins through His crucifixion. He's already proven to you that He is the God of Isaiah 55. He will have compassion on you. He will abundantly pardon you for all your sins. And then as you hear the words of absolution spoken over you, as you hear Pastor Tim say that he stands in the stead of Christ and that you are forgiven in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, let the blood of Jesus Christ pour over you. Let the forgiveness he won on the cross completely wash you and cleanse you. Let the pain of guilt and shame be completely chased out of you. Let the sickness of sin infecting your soul be entirely healed. Let your broken relationship with God be completely restored. As you're not just pardoned, but are abundantly pardoned. Our God loves you. He's calling you back to Himself. And even though you've strayed in sin, He has compassion on you because you are His child. And He will always, always abundantly pardon you through His Son, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. Now this, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.